actually have some little NPC epilogue notes um, yeah. to share with all of you. Oh, yeah. Give, 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 give. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do my quick little rundown. Um, starting with Justin. Ah, yes! um, <laughs> Let's go, my boy. <laughs> so fucking true. Justin and Amber make it official after prom, and they start dating. Um, oh, yeah. And then, despite the challenges that the track team faced uh that semester justin qualifies for the state meet as a solo runner for the boys 800 and places second in washington state um, wow damn guy he's my guy uh yeah he was already going to college uh to run track and field and decided to go out with a fucking bang and puts a new trophy in the Thornridge track and field trophy case and then he spends his summers playing video games and never loses touch uh with eden and his friends uh amber is uh in addition to cheerleading in the spring play, Almost Maine, and she's going to Whitman College in the fall. Uh, Amber doesn't warm up to Stephanie. Um, she can appreciate being able to leave cheer practice without crying at least once a week, um, but she cannot forget that that was her reality. And she accepts any of Stephanie's apologies, uh, but she moves on and she, leaves Thornridge behind. Um, Eli and Chris um, are gay and in love and in a band together. Uh, they do some Battle of the Bands things um, over the summer and then they move to Seattle together to get their band on the map and they start making music full-time, working at cafes part-time to make ends meet. Um, but they're living the rock and roll dream. Um, Penny Grimm, now this is funny because a lot of you brought up the same shit, uh, but Penny Grimm uh, keeps doing her cool grandma thing, except she decides to go back to school uh, at her age and gets a counseling certification so that she can offer therapy to the supernatural teens of Thornridge. Having seen firsthand the consequences of the lack of such a resource. Um, in the meantime, though, she uses some money from her shop to help organize and fund community events for teenagers in town who need places to exist and be themselves. Because while you all get to leave Thornridge behind and make the world better places for the towns and the cities that you end up, Someone has to make Thornridge a better place, and Penny Grimm is willing to do that work. Um, Luna Hanlon is only a junior, so she has another year of school. She runs for student body president in the spring and wins, and she takes over as the new volleyball team captain since Bailey Moss is graduating. She spends her summer hanging out with Lucian and the Chosen Squad, making friends with Starfire and Eden again, uh, since they're sort of the left behind club um, of the people going into staying in high school. Luna and Alex Kennedy have an amicable breakup after graduation um, because he is going to college and she is not. 
Um, and so she, Luna's spending that summer single and thriving. Tess makes sure that Lucian knows that he always has a place in their home and makes that MF promise to visit as often as he can. Um, I think Riley really warms up to Lucian and reads all the books that Lucian recommends to them, becomes a little insufferable mini literature nerd. Um, and Riley also finds Cassie in the couple of days after prom and tells them everything because they know that Cassie already knows, but they never got to explain and they want to apologize themselves. Al and Julia get engaged and they get married that August. Uh, so Stephanie and Luna are like kind of cousins a little bit now. Yes! <laughs> Caleb Gray enjoys the last month of school to its absolute fullest goes to state track to cheer on Justin with everyone else, goes to every single showing of the spring play with flowers for Corey. Uh, he doesn't have much of high school left and he wants to enjoy it and spend it being himself with the people he cares about. His parents have a pretty messy divorce, uh, but Caleb is 18, so there is no custody battle. Uh, he escapes to Stephanie's house a lot to just hang out and watch movies like they did before and it's better because this time it's real. Um, I, do, I do think that Caleb and Corey do that double date thing with Lou Caesar that they talked about at prom uh, and it's super fucking awkward until um, Lucian and Corey sort of realize that they have like the same taste in movies and then they start like debating them and like the plays that they were based off of and like the adaptations and everything. And then Caleb, and like Caesar have like this moment of being of like that awkward thing when like your two friends are talking to each other and you're like totally edged out of the conversation just by not knowing. Caleb, after after that sort of weird double date thing, um, I think Caleb says goodbye to Caesar again, but it's not a heartbreak. It's I'm glad you found someone who makes you smile and I love you, and I'm sorry, but I'm glad you're going to be okay. And then he takes a year off since he needs to reapply to schools. Um, he moves in with an uncle on his mom's side that lives in Portland. And eventually he goes to college for sociology, gets his master's in social work, and does what he can to make sure that kids like him have the resources to find better homes and better families. Cora Blackwell spends the next couple of months slowing down, savoring each moment that she has. She spends a lot of time with Starfire and Lucian and her friends on the softball team, just getting to enjoy being a normal teenager for once. She leads the softball team to the state championships and she and Starfire are, yes, super obnoxious softball girlfriends. Um, here is where I will tell you a little bit about the Blackwell family dynamics, which is that Cora's dad, Simon, is not pleased with how everything went down. Um, Cora and Starfire were this iteration and 
final iteration of the cycle, their parents were not part of it. Like, were not part of the prophecy. It didn't apply to them. Um, and so what that means is that Simon has spent his entire life working to make this prophecy happen for his kids. Um, so it's sort of that thing when you dedicate your entire existence to like one thing and then it like totally falls apart in a way that like can never ever actually be put back together and it's like oh fuck what do I do with myself now um so he's having a rough go of it and meanwhile Cora's mom Delilah is pretty actually is like actually pretty glad that it went down the way it did um because she does not want to lose any more of her kids. So Simon ends up sleeping in his office for a while until he gets his shit together. Um, Cora goes to the University of Oregon on a softball scholarship and she and Starfire do long distance. Um, she spends a couple weeks of summer on a road trip of her own, taking the beat up old Subaru hatchback and driving around America. She, similarly to Sebastian, has spent so much of her life as an older sibling, being a babysitter and a pseudo parent, and the past year has sort of made that all the more intense. Um, so she just takes some time off, figures out who she is and what she wants as herself. Um, and then she gets a degree in art education, goes into teaching art, coaches softball, has a pretty big photography Instagram account where she posts pictures of nature and her hikes and Starfire's dog. And Cora Blackwell starts going by Blackwell and well, she has a great big wide world out there for her and she intends to enjoy all of it. And that's it. That's all the NPCs I have prepared, but does Stephanie's parents stay together? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those bitches. This is like the summer of divorce for Thornridge. Does Father Tom get his hot girl summer? Father Tom does get his hot girl summer. He's going to San Francisco, gets his hot girl summer, and yeah. uh, his hot girl retirement. <laughs> what, 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 what happens to Pam? You forgot Pam? Oh, great question. Oh, Pam, can I Catherine, Pam. Catherine, give us Pam, please. Pam. I need Pam epilogue. I'll tell you all about Pam. So Pam and Sebastian have had this sort of like no labels hooking up thing where they like care about each other way too much than they should with because they both know that like eventually they'll be going on two totally separate paths and like it's not going to work out for them. Um, and so, you know, there's sort of like a real like crying in the rain moment, like the night before Sebastian gets on the plane back to Boston and um, they don't see each other for a while. Pam finishes her master's. Um, she like is in academia, BT dubs. She's like studying some like she's getting like uh, some like weird, obscure like philosophy degree. Um, and so it's like going into academia and um yeah she moves away from thornridge uh finds an adjunct position uh and 
you know, honestly, Pam is living her best life. Thanks to Lucian's in insane tips, she manages to graduate from college with like, you know, less of a financial burden than perhaps she could have. Um, and I don't know, maybe somewhere down the line, like Pam and Sebastian have like a meet cute, but like part two in like, uh, at like a teaching, like a conference or something. And it's just like, oh, it's you like again. And it's like, they have like their chance to like seize the moment. Um, yeah. So Pam might become a, a, an actual like regular fixture in Cassie's life, making her also a fixture in Lucian's life, but as Cassie's brother's wife. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> You're so going to see her your entire life, but with someone else. <laughs> oh, tragedy. <laughs> a piece of his heart will always be with Pam. <laughs> I love, I hope that that's like their holiday bit where Lucian is like, God, she's the one who got away. And, and Pam is just like, with like her new baby, like he doesn't know it. This was, it was never that. It's all in his head. I mean, he definitely always sends her uh, their Christmas card. <laughs> Pam gets the Lucy's or Christmas card. And gets the Lucy's a Christmas card. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely every year with like probably probably like a- annually like with a to be terrible with a hundred dollar bill on the back being like I miss your waffles. <laughs> she didn't even make them. She was the waitress. <laughs> Pam, he, none of you, not, no one would know except Cassie probably because Cassie would go to their house but uh pam does have them all like uh like every year she she replaces every christmas when she gets the new one she replaces it on the fridge and uh (laughs) she uses those she does keep that money like sebastian's like we should mail that back pam's like fuck no dude he's got money to blow (laughs) paying for their dinner christmas dinner exactly (laughs) imagine Imagine like the Sebastian and Pam's kids like grow up like Cassie's like n- you know niece or nephew and they're like who is who is this who is this cri- who's who is this, this gay couple, couple? <laughs> they don't, like you 